Welcome to the Spectator PM podcast. I'm Ellie Gardy, a reporter at the American Spectator, and I'm joined by my co-host, Aubrey Gulick, who's also a reporter at the American Spectator. So today we're discussing a new phenomenon, climate-induced hysteria. That's not the term that they use for it. But a number of people are melting down over the fact that the earth is supposedly melting down, and they now need therapists who can help them uh, get over their anxiety about the fact that the world is about to end. So now there's a whole cottage industry of climate-aware therapists, and I don't know that this is going to be helpful to these people. What do you think, Aubrey? I think, honestly, in the long run, it will probably just induce more catastrophizing of an issue that doesn't really exist. So there's a Vox article about this um, where they interviewed a bunch of these climate-aware therapists and asked them, like, how do people deal with this? And what should people do? And the responses were honestly hilarious. Like, I caught myself laughing out loud multiple times while reading the article because it's taking itself so seriously. It's like, this is a major issue. And these people are traumatized by the fact that, you know, there are climate deniers and there are government officials who recognize it, but aren't doing anything about it. Anyway, they're traumatized. And so they're going to these therapists and these climate cafes, which apparently exist where you can like go and drink coffee and discuss climate things. There's and there organizations are organizations for this and books. Oh, yeah. The Climate Psychology Alliance of North America, a very serious organization. <laughs> right. And so these people are like trying to essentially, you know, apply psychology for like the kind of psychological, you know, tactics that you would use in like severe anxiety or severe PTSD or trauma. And they're applying it to, you know, climate, you know, hysteria, essentially people who are concerned that they're going to be displaced by rising waters because the media has told them that the sea level is rising like two inches and, you know, hurricanes are going to be a problem in the future. It's like, well, they've always been a problem, but like essentially just feeding into the issues so that <laughs> exist. <laughs> uh, they're like, if you're stressing out about the climate, stop what you're doing, set aside 20 minutes and create a climate disaster plan. <laughs> It's not helpful. <laughs> right. And then like they have all of these climate aware therapists who discuss all of their methods and all of their methods are like uh, one woman, Barbara Easterlin, she says, share exactly what you're feeling and what concerns you, regardless of how big or small the worry feels like you have to focus in on this. You have to get therapy. You have to do everything. And then this other woman, Rebecca Weston, she's like, you can't just deal with it by yourself. You have to seek out communities. She's like, action that's individualistic. I don't think it necessarily makes anyone feel better. So in other words, hire her to help you work uh -huh. through climate hysteria. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes. There's this whole section too, where they're like, you know, walking through this, you get to identify your values. And there's like, I think the quote is from, um, I think Thomas Doherty is one of the th these therapists. And he's like, you know, there are three, three basic values inspiring environmental action. So concerned about yourself, your loved ones, concerned about others and concerned about nature. And <laughs> essentially you're supposed to use those to help figure out ways to give back to the community. And it seems kind of, 
I don't know. It, it's one of those things where it's like, this is totally a self-induced problem where the media and you know, these therapists are telling people like, this is a major issue. You should care about this. You should catastrophize it. And once you've done that, you should come to us and we'll help you deal with, you know, the anxiety that we've induced. Like, this is totally just a way for therapists to get, I don't know, to get more clients, to have you coming in there longer. And I mean, it's a microcosm of like, a, I think a larger issue in the therapy industry, which is perhaps not a good topic for this particular podcast, but something we could deal with later. But like, it's, it's just such a, such a really funny, like small little thing that actually has like major impacts as people are like paying these therapists to help them. Yeah. It turns out that all of these people going to therapy are getting worse off in the vast majority of circumstances unless they have an actual difficulty and it's not just social contagion anxiety and you know growing mental health problems among certain subsets of young liberals right right i mean with the therapy thing in general it, it, there's a question of like does the chicken come before the egg kind of thing like we know there's a growing mental health crisis according to the numbers of you know, statistics from psychologists. So I suppose you should take that with a grain of salt, but also there's a growing number of people in therapy. So I was like, are people going to therapists more or are therapists causing a problem? Yeah, and there I was actually a study about this that came out a few weeks ago about therapy for high school students. And it showed it was actually correlated with worse mental outcomes. And this was a major news story. And, and some were like, in the liberal media, were like, okay, well, maybe we should perhaps reconsider throwing a ton of therapists at school children and young adults, maybe it's not bringing about good outcomes considering the mental health crisis. Right, right. Because, I mean, therapy in so many ways, and, and there are good reasons for therapy. Like, there, there are legitimate reasons why you would go to a therapist. You know, severe trauma and PTSD, severe anxiety and depression. Like, those are reasons to talk to somebody who can help. But... I think the vast majority of people aren't dealing with those issues, despite whatever they think they're dealing with. They've been told that like, you know, a little bit of stress or a little bit of anxiety, like a concern that, I don't know, a tornado can go through your town, which can happen anywhere in the Midwest at any given point, specific, or especially in spring and fall. Like I've been through a few tornadoes and it's one of those things where it's like, they tell you like your anxiety that during that experience, is a serious anxiety and you shouldn't move on from it. You should be catastrophizing it. You should be assuming that it's going to happen more frequently, that, you know, the future is going to bring more tornadoes that are going to affect you and your family. And like, that's just simply unrealistic. And it makes the problem in the long run way worse. Um, and you end up with people in society who are hysterical about the way the, you know, what they think is happening in climate in, with the climate and they, are then, you know, taking actions and pushing for policies and, you know, a, a, gen a different way of like looking at society that filtered through that, you know, climate hysteria. And that ends up affecting all of us, not just the people who are, you know, sitting in therapists' offices and sharing their anxieties yeah, or coming means of radicalizing others to join the, uh, climate bandwagon is you know sharing this hysteria together to the point of spiraling themselves into needing a therapist 
And then the fact that they're medicalizing this in a sense and making it like you need a professional health person to help you through this. And as they do with all the other things we were talking about with mental health, when they go to see a therapist and they're just dealing with regular human difficulties and adversity, and they make them to whole medical problem and try to find the source of the difficulty and something that's wrong with them that they need to heal in terms of health instead of something they need to address or improve upon. Right. I mean, this is actually one of my biggest things with therapy and it's that so so much of this should be happening through the community. Like if you are anxious or you're stressed about something, you should be talking to, you know, the people close to you, your family, your friends, that's where they come in. It's only when you have a severe issue that your family and friends can't help you with that you would go to a therapist. But the situations that that happens of like, most of us are not in those situations and essentially, you know, forcing people to go to therapists like alienates them from the people around them because they're not going to them and asking for help. Um, and, and like, that's, I think that's my biggest thing with the therapy issue. And I think it also applies here. Like if we as a community and they, I mean, climate change, you know, activists are constantly talking about like our role in community, but they don't mean in the same way that like, like you're not going to your community and talking through like your stress, your issues. And, you know, we're just hanging out with them, which is also <laughs> an, you know, an undervalued thing. Like literally just instead of thinking about this, you know, go on a bike ride, <laughs> you yeah. know, hang out with your family, go to Sunday dinner. Outside. If you're worried about the environment, just go on a walk in the woods and you'll realize that the birds are still chirping and it's fine. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Birds are still chirping. It's 60 degrees in the Midwest in the middle of February and it's amazing. <laughs> yep. Yep. Thank you for joining us this week on the Spectator PM podcast. And we hope that you'll join us again next week. 